This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. It's the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along. Well, ahead of the new 2022-23 season, we're here on Blood Red to look ahead to which midfield starlets could well break through this season and provide Jurgen Klopp with the answer that many feel Liverpool are still in need of some depth in midfield. Alongside me is the O Squires, regular, of course, across the Blood Red Podcast and across on the Liverpool Echo. Theo, how excited are you for the new season? Uh, feels like the only last one's only just finished. Could do with a, a few more weeks of pre-season, to be honest. Uh, this must be the, the joys of having a mid-season World Cup. But I'm sure come kick-off at Craven Cottage, we'll be very excited for it. And here we go again. Yeah, definitely. We'll saw the, the thumbnail there. We've got a few youngsters that we're going to talk about in midfield. And a few know Craven Cottage very well in particular. And I suppose this season, the midfield is the big question. Of course, there's those links to Jude Bellingham and maybe big investment coming next summer in the midfield. But prior to that, there's a huge opportunity to be taken, perhaps, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Like um, We all know it's going to be five substitutions this year. And it's that exciting time where you can actually turn to your youngsters on the bench a bit more. You can give them the minutes they need. You're not just perhaps waiting for your team to be 3-0 up cruising to give them 20 minutes. Like Now you've actually got those extra substitutions in reserve to give them the opportunities. And Liverpool have got a handful of players who will benefit from that game time, just getting the extra experience. And that the ones who have had senior experience before, either with Liverpool or um, in the championships, I'm sure are about to come on to. But like we've seen glimpses of them, we know what they can do. Now it's about doing it a little bit more consistently, consistently making that next step into the first team and knocking on the door. So this uh, conveyor belt of talent, it's a transition period, you replace the elder heads in the team. And as one drops off, say like James Milner, will be 37 by the time this season finishes. One of them steps up the pecking order and Liverpool got a few of them knocking at the door at the moment. Yeah, certainly do. There is a, a mix, isn't there, of the young talent that Jurgen Klopp can turn to. Monday's podcast, we, we dedicated to kind of predictions and looking ahead at, at what's to come this season. One thing we didn't get into, though, was who the bro- breakout star could be this season. And we've got three to go through. and Maybe by the end, we'll, we'll pick and predict the player that we think will have the biggest impact. But let's start with the player who's, let's say, been there the longest, having come through the Youth Academy in, in Curtis Jones. How big a season do you think this campaign is going to be for Curtis Jones? Um, it's going to be a big one for him, but it's already potentially started how the last one went, which will be very frustrating for him. Like We know he missed the Strasbourg game because of injury, and it sounds like there's a little bit of concern there because they don't know what it is that caused the injury. Uh, there was no impact, I think Jürgen Klopp said, and now they're just waiting to see what the result is. And we're all going to be waiting on tenterhooks until Friday for that pre-match press conference where he can offer an update. Um, you know, last year, Jones had, what, COVID, he had that eye injury. And it's just as he was getting into the team and he'd get his groove, he'd drop out again. and He wasn't getting the consistency. Um, but we know how good he is. Like We saw his goal against Everton in the FA Cup. We saw him step up against was it Ajax in the Champions League. He got an important winner during that difficult season for Liverpool behind closed doors. Um, got his goal against Brentford last year. We know how talented he is. We've seen it in the youth ranks. We've seen these glimpses now. And you just need to get him in that team a bit more to see it more often. Uh, he's challenged himself to get 10 goals and 10 assists. I know some people have scoffed at that. Um, depends how much he actually plays, doesn't it? Like, if you're thinking of all competitions, well, Takumi Minamino got, what, 10 goals around that last season playing in these cup games? 
why can't Curtis Jones, if he gets those opportunities, more substitutions, he's going to be coming off the bench more. And it's one where probably starts the season, if you say the whole midfield, everyone was fit, you'd say fifth, sixth in the pecking order. Like You've got your, your senior three, four in Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago and Naby Keita. Klopp's finished the season with that experience and he's going to start the season with that experience. But come May, you want Jones, you want Elliot, who we'll come on to in a second as well, to climb that peck in order to be knocking on the door to say, hey, I'm here too. I'm not just a squad player. I'm not just this uh, exciting talent. It's not just potential. I need to have a bit more produce here. And if Curtis Jones can live up to the hype, he can live up to this, then we're going to see an exciting player. Like it's been said on international stage, you need to start and put seeing and put it in these eight out of ten, nine out of ten performances week in, week out, rather than just being a highlights real player. But it's national uh, natural transition when you're making that step up from talented youngster, a teenager just learning the trades to getting in the first team and becoming a regular. But he's still only a teenager, isn't he? So there's still plenty of time on his sides. And yeah, he's been unlucky in the past with injuries and there's a lot of competition there, but there's a lot of senior pros for him to learn from as well. And if he's patient and he gets the opportunities, he's going to be a big player for Liverpool in the years ahead. You say he's still a teenager, Curtis Jones, and I think that's one of the things, isn't it? That you kind of think he's he's maybe a bit younger than he is. He's 21, he'll be 22 in January. I mean, is this the season where he has to make that step to kind of consistency and solidifying who he is, what he is and what he brings to Liverpool. Because, I mean, you look at it a couple of seasons ago, he had 24 Premier League appearances, 13 of those starts. Last year, as you said, it was injury impacted, but he only had 15 Premier League appearances, only 10 of those were starts and he was brought off in six of those. So complete the game on four occasions in the Premier League. Is it one of those then, as I say, that, that this year has to be that transitional year from him being... Uh, a hot young prospect coming up to actually needing to be a valuable at least squad player if not first team regular it doesn't have to be but he's running out of time if it isn't um like there is going to be a time where if he's still just a reserve squad player you should fill in in the gaps that you ask the questions like we're seeing it with nat phillips at the moment i know that's a bit of a different case but he's 25 and you're having the questions are you can't just sit on the bench or sit in a training centre in Kirby and just be this backup player waiting for the odd opportunity you need to be making the impact and Nat Phillips isn't going to get that chance but Curtis Jones has the talent and he just needs to take the chance when it comes his way like if he's not stepping on and he's not making these next steps to get into the team on a more regular basis there will come a point in two three years times where maybe he does need to ask a question like, is it right for me staying at Liverpool or do I need to move on? But that is still a little bit way off yet. But he just needs to, I suppose, silence some of those doubts. He needs to convince a bit more consistently, as I keep saying. And if he does that, then you know he's the real deal. Like we've seen Trent Alexander-Arnold, he was in the first team playing week in, week out at this age. But he was an exceptional talent, same as Steven Gerrard the years before him more often it takes a little bit young, longer for the younger players to step up and consistently grab that place and make themselves regulars. Like Jamie Carragher, it took a little bit longer. Curtis Jones, he could be one of those. Like There's enough there to think he can do it at some stage. Jordan Henderson's the wrong side of 30. Thiago's the wrong side of 30. James Milner, he can't go on forever, though I'm sure he'll be happy if he keeps going until he's in his 40s, but he can't be this go-to man for Liverpool forever. There will be opportunities for him there. Um, so if he steps up and takes these places in the pecking order, 
But as his international coaches have said, as Jurgen Klopp said, we need to see it week in, week out. And when Curtis Jones does that, watch him explode. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Let's move on to the next one on the list then in Harvey Elliott. Of course, this time last year, he was coming back off a, a brilliant loan spell in the championship with Blackburn Rovers. Changed his position slightly to play in that midfield three. Started the season, looked fantastic. Of course, picked up the injury he had. But this preseason, he's looked like a man on a mission looking to make up for that time that he lost last season. Yeah, definitely. And I think any player in his position would be that. He's just got such confidence and it's not arrogance at all. He's just a... This Liverpool fan who is delighted to be playing for the club he supports and he's got this connection with the fans and he just wants to make every second count. You wouldn't think, I know he is still a teenager, you wouldn't think he is still a teenager because he has got like a bit of experience about him. Uh, against Strasbourg, like he was pushing um, Fabio Carvalho towards the cop, making the fans applaud him. He's acting like a veteran here. Uh, he's a, a leader in this young group and he, he wants to make up for lost time, take these chances. He wants to be winning the trophies for Liverpool and making an impact rather than just warming the bench for a FIFA Club World Cup or coming on as a substitute in a League Cup final because someone else has got injured and he's been promoted into the squad because of that. Uh, he had an exceptional pre-season last year, an exceptional start to the season. He was deservedly in the Liverpool starting eleven. He was probably their best player in the first month of the season. Then he got this ankle injury. He comes back, exceptional form again. He gets his goal against Cardiff, plays at the San Siro. But that's adrenaline. There's obviously going to be a, a, a little bit of a decline there. And that's what we saw uh, as Liverpool went for the trophies. They took him out the firing line a little bit. So just work on yourself behind the scenes. Opportunities will come. You're not a player for this season. You're a player for the next 10 seasons. And now he's had pre-season again. And we're seeing... This room, I mean, like you can play as the number eight, but you can play out wide as well. And you'd imagine having let Minamino go, having uh, sold Mane, having seen Origi leave, there's probably going to be opportunities for him in that attacking third is like an alternative to um, Mohamed Salah. But he's so exciting in the midfield as well. Uh, he's going to get opportunities. He, he could be a go to option off the bench, and you'd be very surprised if he's not forced his way up that pecking order a little bit come the end of the season. Um, he would have been the breakout star last year if it hadn't been for that untimely injury. From what we saw in that first month, we know he, he has the potential to be this generational talent that could be in this Liverpool midfield for 10 years to come. And now it's just about hopefully that injury is fully behind him and he can step up and reach that next level again. He, he's the one who fans are excited about. He's the one we've seen it from most. and He's just waiting to see. I know when um, Klopp signed his contract, part of the reason he said was he doesn't want to hand his team on to the next manager. He wants to be here for the next stage. He wants to be the one turning the potential of Elliot and Jones into these proven players. And Elliot's one of those reasons why, because he wants to make sure that Elliot does reach this next stage of his career, that he can become this elite player for Liverpool Football Club. I think you you sum it up brilliantly there. You you used the adjective, adjective exciting a number of times when you were speaking there. And I think that's the word for Harvey Elliott. He's exciting when he plays in that midfield, midfield, but he's exciting as to what he could also provide Liverpool this season. You think with Darwin Nunez playing as a, a centre-forward, there might be more room for the attacking midfield players to patrol into and exploit. That would certainly play 
into Harvey Elliott's game. And equally, as you say, even if he needs to play minutes in the forward line, when he very first came to Liverpool, he got a few cup outings in those positions and, and equally looked very dangerous indeed. But as you say, maybe for him about this year on on working of working on going from exciting to elite, it's not going to happen in one season. It's not going to happen overnight. But definitely, he seems to be on the right path to getting to those standards. Final one for us to talk about then is Fabio Carvalho. And I suppose of the three, he's the most who, who comes into this season as an unknown quantity. Yeah, he, he was superb in the championship last year. He scored so many goals, got so many assists, helped Fulham win promotion as a champions. I think he admitted he had a little bit of a decline second half of the season um, because of the transfer speculation regarding Liverpool. has to be expected for a player so young. But still, when it was the business end of the season and Fulham needed results to clinch promotion, to clinch the title, he was providing the goals again. He scored at the Etihad in the FA Cup. And if we think back to the year before when Fulham were a Premier League side last, he scored on his uh, full Premier League debut as well. And I'm, I'm going to say exciting again, Guy, because I know you love me saying this if I'm the judge that, um, from this. He's been one to watch in pre-season and he's really excited supporters as well. Um, I've preferred the look of him in the middle. I think when he's been playing as number eight centrally, he's looked a lot more comfortable and he's been able to make more of an impact on games. When I know he's played out wide a couple of times as well and he's had glimpses. Probably should have scored in pre-season, if we're honest. He's been unlucky with a couple of saves and hitting the woodwork, but he's been a bit more in and out. He had that game as a false nine against Strasbourg and he didn't struggle, but he, he was maybe bullied a little bit. You could tell it was a very young Liverpool team in his position that didn't suit him as much. He definitely, from these first glimpses, looks more Coutinho than Firmino. So it's like you'd expect to see him out wide. I want to see him as a number 10 or a number 8. Like If he can get goals and assists in the Championship and so young when that was his first full season, then give him a bit of time with the right players and the right manager and he should be able to take that to that next level in the Premier League. We're already seeing signs of this relationship with Harvey Elliott. They're linking up really well. Um, if Darwin Nunes settles and he's this big target man for players to play off, Carvalho's a player who's going to thrive in that role as well. It's just about finding his role in this Liverpool team. And he's fortunate that he's versatile, that he has got three or four positions that they can put him in. Um, it's just which one do we see him in more this year? Like on the left, he could be that understudy for Diaz in the early months when Jota's injured. Uh, probably not going to get too many games up front unless maybe domestic cups. Number eight, that's a big call, but with these extra substitutions, you could get the odd game there as well. He does look more comfortable centrally, but you work with Klopp, you make him adjust, you make him adapt to different roles. Like when Harvey Elliott signed, he was this right winger, no one saw him as a midfielder. And now you'd probably prefer to see him in a number eight than out wide on the right, considering what we saw from him last season and pre-season so far. Uh, it's why Liverpool are signing these uh, talented youngsters and Fulham have got pretty good academy. It's not just these two, it's so like Ryan Sesson Young as well. Plenty have come through from Craven Cottage in the years. Um, fingers crossed that they uh, can keep living up and turn this potential into elite talent, as I've already said. But Carvalho, he's one to watch. Like we know, well, we all were looking out for him during the second half of last season as he was getting these goals and assists. We've seen the compilations of him beating two, three men and bending it in the top corner. There are those Coutinho similarities there. The comparisons will happen. If he can play like him for Liverpool, then they've signed a corker. Yeah, he definitely does. And not a corker in terms of Stephen Corker. So uh, if anybody's <laughs> thinking that, slightly different pronunciation, but I had to had to go with the play on words. But no, he does certainly give off Coutinho vibes. And OK, 
before we go, we will. I will ask you who you think is going to have the biggest impact this season. But before that, off of what you've seen so far, and that might well inform who you think is going to have the best season to come. But off pre-season, you've sort of said it was really exciting seeing Carvalho. Harvey Elliott has been exciting and Curtis Jones is exciting. Which one has excited you most then during pre-season so far? Um, probably Carvalho, but that's only because it's the first chance to see him do his bits Liverpool in the flesh. Whereas Elliott, it's not really a surprise what he's done because we saw it last season before the injury and we've seen it in youth games. We saw it in pre-season last year. For him, it's just about picking up where he left off. And Curtis Jones, he's had so many frustrating spells. It's about putting those behind him and pushing on. Like It's a bit hard to be excited by something when you expect it, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. You're always going to turn to Carvalho out of these three because he's the shiny new toy. I was going to say, it's that intrigue, isn't it, of, of someone new. But okay, then who do you think is going to have the biggest impact then? Come, come the end of the season, off the back of the World Cup, the other side of May, come the end of the season, who do you think we're going to be talking about? Of maybe saying... Hey, maybe Liverpool don't need two or three new midfielders because they've got Harvey Elliott. Let's go Harvey Elliott. I think he'll play the most out of the three. I think he's the one who's um, shown the most so far. Like Carvalho, he's going to need a little bit of time to settle. All players do when they join Liverpool. And Curtis Jones, there's still that seed of he gets an injury at the wrong time. He needs to really shake that reputation off to step on. Whereas Elliott, he's had one bad injury and now he's just hungry to make up for lost time. Um, we've seen Liverpool revamp the attack in 2022 by signing Nunes. Carvalho to an extent as well, though, from what I just said, I prefer the looks of midfield. Uh, Luis Diaz, we know midfield, that's going to come in the next calendar year. I know there's going to be that debate of, oh, do Liverpool need to sign someone now? Well, they've got nine senior midfield options if we count Carvalho, but they won't have nine in 12 months' time because do you think Cater could be out of contract? They probably will stay, it looks like, at the moment. Milner, he'll be 37. He's out of contract. Whether he signs another deal, uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain looks like he's going to go. He's got an injury at the wrong time. You, you expect in at least one of these three to be in that contention. Like I've talked about the four senior, experienced midfielders at the top of the pecking order. You expect one of these three at least to break into that, and then it's just these are the ones Klopp chooses between when he's rotating for the biggest honours with the others making up the numbers, and then you want to sign one big name you can uh, carry on this conveyor belt you can carry on the transition you can see maybe Henderson play a little less or Thiago play a little less and he just moves on passing on the baton and they'll need another couple of players too like I've written before there's a, a certain player at Manchester City that Jurgen Klopp knows very well I'd love to see sign them a free transfer next year but these three players are Liverpool's future it's why they've signed them it's why they've brought them through the academy um, it's all well and good having them as squad options now I'll say the same thing with the centre-backs. Like It's all very good having Matip and Van Dijk as your first-choice pairing in August. But if Liverpool want the season to go as well as it can and as well as it can for their future, they need Joe Gomez or Ibrahim Konate to be first-choice come May. They need one of Elliot Carvalho or Jones to be really knocking on the door and challenging Henderson and Thiago and Fabinho come May to show that this transition is moving forward, that it is the next generation passing on the baton and that the future's in good hands. Yeah, let's wait and see how it does then all play out. But Fabio Carvalho, 
Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott, plenty indeed for Liverpool fans to get excited about in that midfield for this season to come. And the impact and development those players could well make through the course of the season. From myself, Guy Clark and Theo Squires, thanks for joining us on this edition of The Agenda. Until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to The Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.